Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge on Yahoo Sports Radio. Well, just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, go to MyCleanPC.com for a free computer diagnosis. Within minutes, you can download software to clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local or toll-free number, or just bring your own. See how it works? Go to Grasshopper.com. And our first guest here, actually our second guest, is a giant among sports agents. I'm talking about Lee Steinberg. He's represented over 300 clients in professional sports, including a record eight number one picks in the NFL draft and seven Hall of Famers. And he's negotiated over $2 billion in contracts, which is, I guess, about a year for you, Ron, right? Yeah, exactly like right. That. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, he currently represents University of Memphis quarterback Paxton Lynch, who should be a first-round pick in next month's draft. And soon, Sunday, Easter Sunday, March 27th, he celebrates a birthday. Lee, first of all, Thanks for being here. And second, uh, any suggestions what we can get you for your birthday besides some eggs? <laughs> uh, just breathing really is <laughs> enough. Okay. Well, Lee, thanks for joining us. As I said, uh, we've been talking about free agency a lot in the past two weeks. And my question to you coming out of the gate here is what is or has been your rule of thumb in the past or even now when approaching a client about leaving or re-signing with the team? Basically, the question is, is it more than simply taking the highest offer? The first thing to do is to have good listening skills and to try to peel back the layers of the onion so that a client can find out what their real values and priorities are. So you ask someone to list short-term economic gain, the money that might come from a bonus, long-term economic security, what might be guaranteed dollars, geographical location, the weather, the lifestyle, proximity to where they grew up, family considerations, and then profile, endorsements, and then the football considerations, being on a winning team, the quality of coaching, the system that they play, the facilities, and to really try to make a ranking of how critical those things are to them. So you'll remember Tim McDonald was one of the first free agents, and I asked him those questions, and he said, you know, I want to be with a winner because I haven't won here with the Arizona Cardinals at that point, and I desperately want to be closer to where my family lives in Fresno. So a number of teams come into the mix, and they're as far afield as Philadelphia and Atlanta and everything else, and then the San Francisco 49ers express interest. And he knows they're a winning team, And he knows that San Francisco is close to Fresno. And he says, instead of saying, bid these teams off against each other, he says, get me the most money you can from San Francisco. Because he knows that it'll fulfill his other goals. So for each player, it's different. And it's having a fundamental understanding of where their heart really lies. Lee, I've always known you to be the agent of quarterbacks. Troy Aikman, Warren Moon, Steve Young, Drew Bledsoe, Mark Brunel, Steve Bartkowski. How does Paxton Lynch fit in your pecking order in this year's draft? I think he really is evocative of a new wave of quarterbacks. He's six foot seven. Uh, his left hand is almost a, a foot in measurement. Uh, his right a little smaller. So he's going to put you in mind of a Cam Newton, Ben Roethlisberger, a little more athletic, but he's got the point of view can make every basic throw, natural leader. And he has uh, an uncanny athletic ability to escape the pocket, throw on the run. You would 
think you're looking at someone much smaller, can elongate his body on third and one uh, to get the first down. And he really is part of what we're seeing with the Cam Newton, with the Roethlisberger, big, strong, but with athleticism. And I think he has the highest upside of any of the quarterbacks in the draft. Uh, we, we mentioned earlier, of course, that your birthday is a Sunday, Easter Sunday, and uh, that's a time of resurrection. And you've sort of had your own resurrection and been quite public about it, Lee. Uh, we go back a long time. I'm just wondering how difficult was it to make the comeback that you've made in both in your business life and in your uh, real life? Well, I had uh, 35 pretty uh, privileged years um, you know, representing, dominating the NFL with 90 players and 60 first-round draft picks, eight of whom were the first pick in the draft. And we're now actually up to eight Hall of Fame players because Kevin Green made it and had the good fortune to uh, be involved with uh, some sports-themed motion pictures like Jerry Maguire and helped save teams. But in the 2000s, uh, I lost my father to cancer and my two children were diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa that leads to blindness. I lost a home to mold and then uh, had problems in my marriage and got divorced and I felt powerless. I just wanted to blot out uh, the pain, chose the wrong path and became self-destructive behind alcohol and was in denial about it and had a moment of a clarity or an epiphany where I realized <laughs> what excuse did I have? I'm don't have the last name Steinberg in Nazi Germany. I'm not uh, a starving peasant in Darfur. Uh, I'm not crippled. I don't have anything wrong with my body. What excuse did I have? So I gave my practice uh, to the younger agents, uh, went off into sober living and said, look, if nothing else, I'm going to be sober and I'll be a good father and anything else will be a blessing. So yesterday was my sixth uh, sober birthday and, and things have uh, we got funded two years ago to set up uh, uh, a new uh, practice and had a best-selling book, and, and we've uh, had some exciting things happen in, in our sports practice, and, and it's all just a blessing. And all I would tell anyone out there, and the reason I've been public is just so something good could come out of it, is if you're struggling and you don't have any hope, there is help available, 12-step programs, unique fellowships, and uh, don't lose hope. Uh, your life can improve. Six years, Lee, sounds like you've already gotten your birthday present. Congratulations on that. And I know, as Ron said, we've known you for a long time, and, and we're just delighted to have you back and back on the radar as, as a guy and also just someone to talk to and a friend of ours. We're speaking with Lee Steinberg, who's the agent as Goose Head of Quarterbacks on the Talk of Fame Network. And, Lee, I want to get back to something you, you mentioned earlier, and that's about Paxton Lynch, who we said is a certain first-round pick. You think he has, you said, the highest upside of a quarterback in this draft. How high do you think he goes? And what are the likely landing spots? So what's intriguing to me is the fact that we've now accepted the projections of draft prognosticators as reality when scouting is still going on. So there's a set of people who have uh, sort of divined that Carson Wentz uh, you know, goes to Cleveland and Jared Goff goes to San Francisco. I'd be really amazed if those two teams had already made those decisions. We have Pro Scouting Day coming up in uh, April, April 6th. He'll have a chance to dazzle people through all the great throws. And then following that are the one-on-ones with different teams. So if you look at it, the two teams I mentioned have quarterback needs. Dallas does too, but I think Jerry Jones thinks that 
Tony Romo can play for three or four more years. He might be the only one who thinks that, but he does. <laughs> so that might not be a primary need. And then as you go down, you've uh, you've got uh, the Rams and Philadelphia. Denver still hasn't done anything uh, to really solve their quarterback problem, the New York Jets. So they're all potential landing spots. And I remember sitting there with Ben Roethlisberger when the two first teams were San Diego and the Giants, and, uh, oh, poor Ben, you know, he he didn't go number four. Well, he only went to the Pittsburgh Steelers that was like probably – out of all 32 teams, the ideal spot for him to go, and he gets there, and uh, he wins his first 14 games because they have a good defense and a, a good offensive line and good running. So I'm not quite sure. I don't think we have enough information yet. Someone's going to fall in love with Paxson. Someone's going to fall in love with the other two quarterbacks, who I think are excellent, and it'll all play out. But I look at this after 42 years that there's draft day where you can get all excited and everything, and then there's your career. And I'd much rather have him go to a team where he's got got a chance to really turn into an outstanding quarterback for the next 10 to 12 years. Well, Lee, we'd much rather talk to you for another 10 minutes, but unfortunately we're out of time. So thank you so much. Best of luck with the draft. And you know what? On behalf of all of us, an early happy birthday to you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I couldn't think of three more knowledgeable guys to do a show. The three amigos rock. <laughs> there we go. We're well, welcome use back. That. We are happy that you're back. Don't Great be afraid. to have you back. That was Agent Lee Steinberg. Up next, Goose going to tell us why Chicago Bear defender, no, not Brian Urlacher, goes to the Hall of Fame or should go to the Hall of Fame. You're listening to Talk of Fame Network.